knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This episode brought to you by a whole fifth of George T. Stag, and then we forget what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Welcome to episode 27. Today is Monday, June 28th, and this is the Whiskey and Whitetails podcast, where all our bucks are shooters and all our shooters are filled with good whiskey, and our decision skills resemble a squirrel crossing the street. We're the ones in charge here. I'm Matt. I'm Gus. And if you're new here, welcome to the show. If you've been around for a while, hey, thanks for coming back. We appreciate it. Yes, we do. And as always, you can purchase our Whiskey and Whitetail inspired goodies at whiskeyandwhitetails.com. And while you're there, please use code PODCAST and save 20% on your order. This episode is powered <coughs> by Firefly Distillery. You may know them for their sweet tea vodka, but what you need to know them for is their bourbon, specifically the distillery expression line. This one is a local store pick from a shop called Gibby's that just opened in Charleston. They did open? It did. Nice. Today's a grand opening. Got food trucks. I was um, like, wow, you drove all the way back up to Columbia? No, <laughs> did not. But this is a Buffalo Trace Mashville aged right here in Wamala, South Carolina. Gus, would you do the honors of popping that top for us today? I'd be glad to. Oh, it's not bad for a 350 milliliter bottle. <laughs> yeah, it's a little tiny. It's a cute. little baby bottle. It's cute. Give yourself a glub glub and then, and then I'll glub glub. And folks, we, we want to apologize for last episode. We were extremely tired. And you know how I can tell no one liked it? Oh, yeah. Because not a single person tagged us that they were listening last week. I'm not surprised. I barely listened to it and I edited it. <laughs> Ooh. So when I went to buy this bottle, they had one out on a, on display. Yep. And I picked it up. I got to the counter with... The one bottle of Buffalo Trace that they had in there. And then I picked up their last Chattanooga uh, cast strength, which we're going to do for a podcast. Cool. Um, the guy was like, oh, you found it, huh? I was like, the Buffalo Trace. And I was like, mm, yep, it was on the shelf, you know? <laughs> but, I mean, it was kind of on the bottom shelf, a little bit pushed back. But I have the eyeball. The eye of the tiger. That's actually what I told him, that I have the eye of the tiger, which is not <laughs> funny. But um, he was like... Uh, He's like, so this Firefly, he's like, we actually have a better one that we keep in the back. Do you want, do you want to have that one instead? And I said, no, of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> so he went and got me this one, which is the better one, he says. 
Okay. That's a heavy pour. That was my bad. Yeah, I mean, yours is fine. Either, so uh, yeah, it's about right. Give it a. Ooh. Stronger. It smells stronger. It does it smells? Uh, I like it. I do too. Dark cherry. These are always so sweet. Every time we get these, I'm yeah. so the bottle does not last long. I mean, it's half the size of a regular bottle, but it is true. <laughs> they don't last long. They no, go quick. Good. It's like sweet water. Oh, yeah. That's really good. That's really good. Ooh, that finish. Mm. Oh, wow. That's delicious. I'm glad we got that. Yeah, it's really good. Dude, we have a lot to talk about this episode. A lot. Okay. Um, I'm going to start out with probably the most important news, which is we now have a private pilot. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. 15, do- 15 gallons per hour is what we have to pay. Other than that, he just wants flight time. He's only got 20-some hours, oh, but he's got a license. There's the catch. He's got a license. He's got a plane that he can use whenever he wants. Get my 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 will and life insurance updated, and we'll go for yeah, it. I mean, I figure he hasn't wrecked yet, so. <laughs> he was in the Air Force. He retired from the Air Force. So oh, okay. He's, uh, he's not a, you know, new person. So I was talking to him about whiskey, uh, tastings and whatnot. And, and he was like, dude, I just, in the past two years, I've become really into it. And, uh, we yeah. were talking bottles and what's your favorite, whatever. And he said that he's got a, um, some friends in Atlanta. And I was like, dude, I'd love to come do a, uh, you know, like a whiskey class, like just to hang out with you guys and, and drink for the weekend. And he was like, Oh, that'd be tight. He's like, I'll fly you there. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, well, flights aren't, you know, yeah, that- super expensive, I guess. And he's like, no, like, in my, in a plane, like I'm a, I have a pilot's license. I'll fly you in a plane. And I was like, "Do tell." <laughs> so he's uh, we talk, I talked to him about the veteran stuff because he's a veteran as well. Yeah, yeah. And all this hunting and stuff, and and he's and he's he's all down, all down. We got to help pay for gas, and that's kind of it. <laughs> Isn't that wild? <laughs> he said he can get us to Atlanta in an hour. Do bourbon hunting is going to change? Yeah, no shit. We could just fly to Kentucky. <laughs> For a day. Oh, and he would be all about that. If we were like, hey, let's fly to, you know, I don't know, Lexington or something. He'd be like, yeah, let's do it. And we'll hit all those like podunk towns on the outside, fly there, rent a car, bourbon hunt. Because that's one thing he said. He was like, what's nice about it is you don't, there's no, you know, you can just bring whatever you want. So I could bring multiple bottles on the plane. Yeah. Do do you not, from all your travel and all your years, do you not have meals, places you like to eat that are only in certain places? It's true. Fly to New Orleans to get lunch one day. Dude, think about how much that changes um, the stuff that we're going to be able to do with this. Because we have people yeah. all over the country that want to do stuff with us. And it's like... I just want... I, I, don't, I haven't met him. I'm sure he's a great guy. I just really want him to keep keep racking up those hours. Yeah. The more hours he gets, the more comfortable I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said that but that's he, cool, man. That's great. He said there's like 67 commercial airports in South Carolina, and he's landed at 40 of them. He said oh, wow. he'll just go land... Go get a cup of coffee and then and then fly back. He's at Somerville. Fly back to Somerville. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. So he's get he, you know, I trust him. Yeah, kind of. But that that was that was the big the big news. Everything else that is also big news is now going to sound pretty small to that. But <laughs> I should say that for let now. That's okay. All right, so it's official. We are now sponsoring a team for the Snipers Unknown Challenge, which is in October, October twenty second, twenty third. If you own a business or just want your name on the shirt, uh, hit me up, $200, and 
you are a sponsor of this event. Do we have a, on the shirt? Have we determined or decided on a number, a number of sponsors or like, so the more, the cheaper to get. Now, sure. if you want a shirt, the shirts, it's going to cost an, an extra, the shirts are not cheap. And that's kind of what the sponsoring is paying for. We're paying for the two guys to have shirts. Um, as well as if you want a shirt, it'd be another, I can't remember what the email said, like another 120 bucks or something. So if, if you want to be a sponsor and get a shirt as well, it's $320. And people are like, that's an expensive shirt, but it's really not. It's a, it's the multi-cam, you know, like the, the combat shirts that I like, the ones, that, you the ones that have like the really like light, like yes, breathable. Yeah, light, breathable, tan chest color. Chest and back, but then it's got like the multicam shoulders yeah. and collar. Yeah, it's nice. that. And while Whiskey and White Tails were big on the front and back and sponsors down the side, sleeves, uh, American flag on the right sleeve. Awesome. So if anybody wants to get in on that, let us know. Very cool. Um, <laughs> Rocco. Mm-hmm. Um, Camp Kentucky Hero, when we go there, probably for this velvet hunt, he bought a bottle of George T. Stag 2019. George T. Stag. What? He wants to do a bottle kill episode where we drink the entire bottle on a podcast. Don't threaten me with a good time. So that's pretty exciting news. So that'll be a September-ish I'm, episode. I only got four microphones. Oof. It's just be us three. Me, you, and him. Killing a whole bottle of... George C. Stag. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> gonna, okay. Let me read exactly what he said because he said he said it perfectly. He said, uh, he said, this episode brought to you by a whole fifth of George T. Stag. And then we forget what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That sounds good. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that um that trip. All the trips that we're doing in Kentucky. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, we've got two that are in stone, probably a third. Yes. Um, I mean, but that's just between September and October there, so there could easily be a, a fourth or a fifth. I plan on doing probably four trips to Kentucky during hunting season. Okay. One for the dinner, one for the velvet hunt, and then two more. Two more? One maybe to look at. Might as well. We kind of have an open invitation, and it's a great country to hunt in, and we have other reasons to be, you know, getting familiar with the area. So it also takes a lot of stress off of that first hunt, that velvet hunt. Knowing that you're going back. Yeah. 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 So that's good. That's true. Before I continue down the list, I wanted to talk about, cause we're doing the night market, the market again in an hour and a half. Yep. Um, so I wanted to talk about last weekend because the podcast, we did the podcast before we had done the night market. That's right. Um, so Saturday, Friday. Yep, Friday. Last Friday we went, and it was hot as balls. Um, do we have a button for hot as balls? <laughs> yeah, hot as balls. I don't know. I don't. Um, yeah, what's that one called? Rim job. Rim shot. Rim shot. Yes. <laughs> Couldn't remember. Money shot. Rim jab. Yeah. So we went Friday and it was really hot and we sweat a lot, but we did killer. Yeah, we did great. We set a goal for a day, which was uh, in hindsight high, but we got damn close. But we didn't close. know that. Yeah, we didn't know that, but we got really close. We thought that we were going to sell. We, came, we we showed up with what, 50 smoker blocks and yeah. six clocks and like 20 cigars. We showed up with probably 120 pieces of stuff. Yeah. Hope, I mean, prepared to go. Yeah. Sell out completely. We thought we were going to sell out, which 
that's a lot because it's only four hours. So to sell 120 people, because, you know, a lot of this stuff requires conversation, I noticed. Like as we're selling, we're yeah, explaining. Explaining, you're talking about things. And, and then so, they have a thousand questions about bourbon barrels and what's your favorite whiskey? Yep. So there's a little bit of gamesmanship, just like any, and it's been so long since I've been in any sort of sales job. And you have even more sales experience from when you were younger than I do. But like after the second day, I started to kind of, some of those habits started to come back in, like having those catchphrases and those little sayings, those uh, those little canned responses to the same questions right. that you get over and over. That after answering five or six times, you figure out which one elicits the best response and you just sort of keep playing on that one. Um, but one thing I will say is how well we did the first night was uh, very... Um, it really drove home the point of like not allowing people to like impose their or what they believe the limits are. Right. Because if, if someone had told us ahead of time that like, Oh, this is a good night, like this number. And we just went in there thinking that then we might've just done like oh, that and been yeah. okay, but we had a goal. And so, so we pressed yeah. for that goal thinking that we were going to fall short. And then when we talked to people the next day and told them what we did, they were like, people sit in the market all day and all night and don't hit that. Yeah. And we were like, oh, so we did okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was we, good. It was it was good. We had a number and, and strove, strived, striven, were driven, strove to get that number, whatever. I think it's strived. I think I think strive to get that number. I think so. It doesn't sound right. I didn't go to school. It's an English language. That's a lie. We both have degrees. <laughs> Not in English, though. That's for sure. Um, we, yeah, and so we did really well. And then as the night was kind of, we didn't even ask anyone that night. So the next night, Saturday night, was slower. There just wasn't a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, these are, it's, it's eight hours for the whole weekend. But um, we ended up talking to people, and, and we were like, how much, which I hate asking people questions because everyone assumes that you're an idiot. Right. So when I asked the guy, I was like, I understand that days, people, price, merchandise, the moon, all of it. I understand all this stuff has effects on what you're selling, but what could be considered a good night? And then he's like, well, you really got to consider the amount of people, the price, the moon, the pro, you know, and I'm like, I get you. And he's like, well, and then not everybody's going to buy. I was like, I know, just give me a dollar amount. And he's like, well. Some people eat supper at six. Some <laughs> yeah. people eat supper at eight. Yeah, <laughs> so you got dinner reservations right now. I'm like, give me a fucking number. You know, <laughs> it's what I felt like saying. But uh, yeah, he told us a number and we were like, really, really? That's a good night. And he was like, yeah. And I told him what we did Friday night. And he was like, whoa. Yeah. And then the well. lady that was next to him was like, I sit here all day. Because uh, she's a vendor for the day market and the night market. Yeah. So she sits basically over 12 hours. Yeah. 10, to, she's 10 like, to 10. She's like, I would be ecstatic to do that in a day. And you did that in four hours. So we were like, gang, gang, we got some stuff that sells well. I mean, I just love sitting here and getting orders. My watch goes off. My phone just went off. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. Just love it. Um, they're picking up. Um, so yeah, night market was good. The Saturday night was, was pretty slow, but we wondered why and kind of talked about it and everybody said there's just no way of telling but one lady she had a good point she said that uh, all these people come down here for vacation they arrive on thursday or friday whatever so it's the same people both nights more or less 
So all of our customers came Friday night, and there we only got a few Saturday night. But yeah, Saturday was frustrating, but it was. Um, we chalk it up as a weekend total, right? It's not that, big that, that's deal. exactly what. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, I think in that. I almost want to be like in the future. If we have a banging Friday, we'll just cancel on Saturday. But we could have a banging Saturday, do banging days in a row. That would be pretty wild. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that the the first day is is the norm, and the, yeah. the second day that we had was sort of the exception. We'll find out though. Yeah, we'll find out tonight. Um, also, for everyone seeing the snoot glass posts. Yeah. No, whatever you think is happening, it is not. It was a drug deal, more or less, where they sent us some stuff, and we said we'd do a couple pictures. We're not taking a snoot sponsorship. Um, so you can get that out of your head. We did offer one thing. We haven't talked about it yet, but we have some um, a lot of travel coming up, and we're going to do, what do we name it? Uh, bottle kill episodes? Yep. So we're going to do bottle kill episodes. So if you hear a bottle kill episode... Um, what that is is a pre-recorded episode, and we did offer to them to sponsor it, but I don't think we're going to do that. I think we have another plan. Okay. Well, you know what the other plan is. Yeah. Yeah. And we're working on that, so the you will know soon. And we're not going to, yeah, I'm not even going to get into it. I don't feel like it. Yeah. But the Snoot thing, it's, I mean, you know, they're all right. They're metal uh, glens. You can, I, don't, I don't really like that you can't see through them. Uh, I don't know. Probably cool for camping. Just throw it in the bag and you're good to go. That's what. That's exactly what I yeah. em- envision. You know, I envision bringing those things camping or like uh, in the airplane. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> in case we crash, <laughs> we don't have broken glass. Everywhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's what the bottle kill episodes are, which they're fun. Basically, if you know what a bottle kill is, it's when you kill a bottle. So instead of popping a top. For a fresh episode, we're going to do bottle kills for one that we pre-recorded. Uh, before I keep going down my list, did you have anything on your list? Of? Topics, things you want to talk about? Um, well, we covered last, we, we covered the market already. Um, nothing that we can talk about yet. Okay. Okay. Um, I will keep going. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, I'm saying like we have a couple of products that we've we've thought up, but I don't think we're ready to talk about those yet. Okay. Um. Yep. We already did the other one on on another podcast on a bottle kill episode. Yeah. So I won't ruin that one. All right. <clears throat> um. The next thing, rocks glasses. We're getting the minimum order was thirty, and they're not cheap. Mm. Um. So. We're getting a run of 30 rocks glasses, mainly for Gus and I, for when we go places and to give as gifts to people that we meet in person. However, if you're looking to get one, let us know. They're just uh, clear, they're crystal, um, nice little 11-ounce rock glasses with whiskey and white tails on it. And we may do a couple packages just to see if how they sell that include a glass. Um, but on the note of this fella... So, he was introduced to me by Kevin, which runs the South Carolina Bourbon Club. Oh, yeah. And so, the guy, he was like, give me a call. So, I called him, and he had this idea as to which I agreed to without your consent. But he um, <laughs> he wants to buy great business partner. 100 smoking block kits, uh-huh. 100 of them. Um, and he works with 50 other bourbon clubs. 
Oh, really? So if you're in a bourbon club and you guys aren't selling, aren't buying rock glasses and stuff, we have a guy. Um, you can reach out to us. We'll send you to him. But he's also offering our kits for a discounted rate because it was bought in such a large bulk. Um, so they will be cheaper through him, through your bur- local bourbon club. Nice. Um, but we're, our first one is, I think it was Atlanta. Is in Atlanta, the Atlanta Bourbon Club. Nice. Um, they have an order coming in, and he is pushing out those updates now to get pre-orders, and we will move on from there. So if you're in a local bourbon club, reach out to us. We can get you in contact with him, and then he can get you them cheaper than we will ever sell them. Yeah. Unless you buy them 100 at a time. And right. Then <laughs> hey, we, will, yeah. we will get you the same rate that he got. Right. Um. But I guess he's doing that to kind of, like we were looking at glasses to increase, without increasing the dollar amount, but increase the value of the product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I guess he's doing the same thing. So he's going to buy these and, and probably, I don't know what he's going to, he's probably going to do like just that. I don't know what he's going to sell them for. Yeah. But I think he's trying to increase the value of his stuff as yeah. well. You can, if, yeah, I mean, it's it's a good business. I don't know if you can call it a model or just a marketing strategy, but you know, you you take something that complements the product you're selling and you, you can get it at a decent price um, and you just put the two together and it sort of creates a more well, well rounded offering for your customer. Yes. So, um, and you know, and that this particular product pairs well with two things that people generally enjoy doing together, you know, smoking a cigar and drinking. Yes. Drinking a drink. Drinking a drink. I was also told about a bar downtown called Tempest. Have you heard of this place? I've heard of that, but I don't know anything about it. So when you go down there, they have appetizers. A friend of ours went oh, okay um, last night, so he was telling me about it this morning. They have appetizers for like fifteen bucks or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they have small plates and large plates. The large plates are thirty-five or forty, something mm-hmm. like that. Once you are done with your meal, they give you an outside area, and they include a cognac and a cigar. And he was thinking how dope it would be if they had rests for them to put stuff on. So our cigar rests. So we're going to go eat there and maybe pitch the idea and see if they'd be interested in using our cigar rests for, because it's one more customers. thing they can add to their customers, right? Yeah. Um, and then people will steal them probably, but hopefully not. But they also have a store in there where they sell their cognac glasses. Would they just do cognac though? Yeah. It's a bummer. I mean, I think that we could probably talk them into whiskey, but the problem is you can get good cognac cheaper than you can. That's true. Good whiskey. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so that that end part is just like part of the deal. Part of the deal. If you want it, obviously. If you don't smoke cigars or drink cognac, then you don't get it. But yeah, but that's pretty interesting. Keeps you around. Yeah, it does. And it also gives you a reason to come back because you know you get a free cigar after. Absolutely. So it's. Um, I would like you, to you know, go you know, check the upsell, it out. The upsell on food is. Is pretty pretty high. Yeah, so, it's the same U.S. foods truck going so there that went to KFC. <laughs> it's the same truck. Uh, so they're not losing anything probably on that cognac or those no, uh, the cigars. No, that's pretty cool. That's a good. That's a good idea. And it's not Henny. It's um, it's the other one. That's like it's like uh, it's I think it's fourteen dollars a pint. Remy. Yeah, Remy. That's what it is. Yep. The SOP or some, something. Yeah. But I think they actually do it correctly because you're supposed to, for those that don't know, cognac is to be drank warm, not mm-hmm. not, air temp- not room temperature, but like body temperature. 
Uh, that's why cognac glasses are cupped, so you can swirl them in your hand, warm it up, and warm it up. But they actually make butane torches for cognacs. Where I did you can, not know that. Yeah, they're like settling torch kits, and they will warm the warm it up before you drink it. Interesting. But um, but yeah, found that interesting. Uh, I think someone had told me about it before. I believe Andy had told me about it before. Yeah, and uh, I've definitely heard the name. And and I, what's funny is whenever you said. Well, no, that's that's probably because we were just talking about the Glencairn and cigar rest. But when you said Tempest cigar came to mind, and I, I don't know if it was just that we talked about that, and so I just assumed you were going to talk about something related to cigars, or if I've heard someone talk about that place and cigars before. But either way, that's pretty cool. It's possible. I think yeah. Andy probably told us both. I think we were sitting here. That's, that's probably because she's she's hip. She's up to date on the local happenings. Yeah. Well, she. She follows people in the local area, and they follow her back. So she's yeah. like, which she, never happens yeah. with us. <laughs> no, I know it's crazy. We follow. I'll go follow like Firefly and tag them in a post. Nope, and will go fire. Just follow them, and they'll follow back. <laughs> I think it's because they see the people. Like you know how it shows who's following you. Yeah, yeah. And I think they see that she's followed by like Other all people. the fishermen, like all the fishermen, all the local charters. Yeah, yeah. A bunch yeah. of business owners, you know, real estate people. There's there's a lot of people that follow her, but. And she's a chick. I think it's easier for chicks to get followers. Probably. I don't know. You look good with a wig. Um, no, I don't. <laughs> I do not. I do not. Um, what else did I have? Kits. Um, I think that was it. I wanted to circle back on something. It was... Um, circle back. Circle back. Oh, the shirts. I wanted to go ahead and shout out the sponsors we currently have. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so that you will know who you're going to be abreast with. Known as with. With on. I don't know. So, <laughs> we have WLS Foundation, of yep, course. Of course. We have One Nation Coffee, of course. Mm-hmm. Veteran One. Gun Monkey's Armory will be supplying six and six and a half Creedmoor and nine millimeter. Nice for the boys. I don't know how much they will be supplying, but uh, you know, the price is the price. Yeah. So probably somewhere around there, and I'm sure that the you know they're fair dues. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. No. Not and at all. Don Gatto is also sponsoring the shirt. Cool. So that's WS One Nation Veteran One Gun Monkey. Dom Gatto. That's five. Yep. So I think we might take three more. Maybe. Yeah, you don't want the, the shirt to get crowded, you know? Yeah. I would like everybody to have a large... I don't want your logo to disappear. So right, right, right. I think that we'll probably do three more. And if you're one of those companies and you want to have the entire shoulder or something... I mean, no one's going to have a logo bigger than ours because we're a <laughs> lot more money into this than you. Yeah. But if you uh, if you want to upgrade your logo size, let us know. Um, yeah, snipers and nuts. So we have an entire podcast coming out mm-hmm. probably in July. Yeah, it'll be probably end of July, beginning of August. That time frame when you and I are both going to be in and out of town. Yep. So we will. It'll be out then, which we cover a lot of stuff on the snipers on the challenge. We talked to Ortiz for like an hour and a half, I think, or it something was like that. A little over an hour. Yeah. It was good. It was a good chat. Um, yeah, it was, but you'll learn all about the ins and outs and kind of the history and a little bit about, we didn't talk about Ortiz, do we? I don't think we did. 
I think that was one of the things he said. He was like, I don't want to talk about me. I think that was. Yeah, no, we didn't talk about too much. We, yeah. we mentioned briefly kind of, you know, what he's doing now for work and kind of where, you know, where he's heading off. But other than that, it was, that was it. Nothing. And for those that don't know, no Sniper, details. Sniper's Unknown is a scenario-based challenge where there are multiple events and each event is based on true scenarios that have happened to operators in other countries. So these are real things, real missions that are now twisted in a way that would be unclassified, I guess. Yeah. Well, well this I guess is, it's not classified. You don't tell where it was. Right. Well, this is, I mean, this is similar to the way, the way they train now, right? You right. take, you take debriefings and you take lessons learned from things that happen overseas and you do things to recreate similar events to make sure that when those scenarios arise again, should they, they're, you're better prepared. Correct. Um, and I, I, want, I don't want to give up <clears throat> too much about the podcast, but I think it was cool that he said um, their goal is to never repeat. Right. Year, year after year. Year after year. Right. So like a lot of competitions you go to and you know, because every year they have maybe three or four events that are the same all the time. Uh, this, you will never see the same event. Right. Twice. Uh, natural light. Natty light. Brewed in America since 1977. Um, bottle top one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I already opened mine. That was a natural light pause. Natural light commercial break right there. <laughs> I don't always drink smooth, shitty beer, but when I do, it's natural light. <laughs> we'll, have to ch- we'll have to change. That's what we should do. We should, we should do a nice whiskey and then a shitty beer every episode. I don't Man, know I don't if know I, I, you, I, don't, I don't know if I have the stomach for that. Can natural light? Bush. I, see, I like Bush more. Milwaukee's? Bush. Um, don't like... We should do old... No. Uh, so, never told you my, my old mill just, story? My stomach just turned when you said old Milwaukee. <laughs> I think you said old mill. Whatever. Have I, have I ever told you my old mill story? Uh, I don't think so. So I went to... And, and this is... I guess dates me, which is the first time I've ever said that. I had a friend whose name... Like, I don't know his real name... But what everyone called him, even, I mean, he worked at a surveying company, like desk job, and everyone there called him this as well. But his name was Honky. Um, yeah. That's what I say that anymore. Yeah. So Honky had a barbecue at his house, and uh, he drank like shitty beer, like Mickey's, which is not actually beer. It's, uh, oh, I know. It's malt liquor. Malt liquor. It's malt yeah. liquor, yeah. Um, and I didn't feel like drinking Mickey's because I, I always drink Mickey's because I can't afford a can. That's the song. The little, but, the little short glass bottles. Yep. Yep. So I got, um, I decided to go buy Old Mill. So I bought a case of it and showed up at his house. And we sat around and, and ate good food and we drank the entire case. And there was like a couple left. I was like, dude, I, this beer sucks. Like, I'm not drunk at all. Like, I don't really don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. And then we started looking at the can, and it was non-alcoholic. Nice. And it ruined the night because we had already drank, you know, like eight or so whatever. So you're full. Like, yeah. it's not like you can just yep. start over again. Like, yep, yeah. it's too late. I've already filled my stomach with non-alcoholic beer. Is that the story? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was going to be like a really drunk story. No, nope, So my, my story was not actually old Milwaukee. It's Milwaukee's best. Oh, the beast. The beast. And I uh, went to my cousin's uh, bachelor party, which was held... Out in the middle of a farm field next to a bonfire and a trailer that was kept out there as, a, as part of a staging area for, for uh, hunting 
So they had a bunch of kennels nearby, and they would deer dog. And when they would run dogs on their property, they would go there. They had a trailer where they could, you know, get dressed or do whatever they needed to do. And that's where they, that's where we partied that night. And I, I was my first ever interaction with a beer bong. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I was at an age where I didn't appreciate the taste of beer. So the fact that I could do it quick, take it quick <laughs> was like, oh, wow. You know, and I got a few in me and was like, oh, I feel a little bit of buzz. Well, let me do a few more. And what I didn't realize was that that initial buzz, I still had a whole lot coming. And, uh, yeah, man, it was it was rough. The next day at his wedding, um, so I puked getting my hair cut that day. Um, and he got married at Camp Lejeune, like, wow. in July. Oh, boy. So I was in a tuxedo, sweating, Spicy. still hungover. Yeah. And I was standing at the front of, like, at the altar, just, like, going, hmm? <laughs> trying not to throw up and my cousin's behind me going don't you do it don't you <laughs> don't you do it <laughs> it was it was not fun but it was fun yeah those were fun for the first time i got drunk it was due to a beer bong as well yeah they're they're evil we did it out of a two-story his garage had a top floor and he was like real big into mushrooms and like drugs i guess i don't know but he had like a hammock uh-huh. with a bunch of you know, remember those glow-in-the-dark posters you can get from spencer's yeah he had those in there, right? So we were doing beer bongs off the second floor, which took three or four beers because yeah. the tube's so long. So, yeah. Nobody could finish them. You know, we're, you know, 17 years old, we're 16 <laughs> years old, we're idiots, but we're trying to do these three or four beer beer bongs and uh, multiple tries, you know, but you don't realize that you actually made it through three of them. And right. for someone that's never drank before, um, I had my first pinch of dip that night. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's not, those two together? Everything started spinning. Yeah, they did. So I, I went up, I, like, I'm miserable. So I ate an entire, um, those Food Lion brand oatmeal cookies. Yeah. They come in, like, the sleeves. I ate an entire box of them. And then I go lay in this hammock, and this room with strobe lights and black lights. Oh, no, sir. And everything is flat, and it's like, I had to close my eyes, but the hammock was moving, you know? Yeah. Oh puked everywhere i mean i couldn't even roll out of the hammock to puke off so i'm just puking all over myself it was bad but i remember we had somebody that you know how people puke and then they choke or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we had somebody almost die from that one of our friends like i had heard the story which i don't even know if it's true or not it may have just been like so don't sleep on your stomach so i ended up rolling over on this hammock face down and um was trying to go to sleep and like woke up the next morning was puke everywhere and i had lines in my face from the hammock terrible time yeah that sounds awful you know in that red you know how my eye one of my eyes has that red line yeah yeah it that the next morning that's the first time i'd ever seen it so i got it that night i'm guessing from puking so much yeah probably but i came home my dad was like what happened to your face because i used to fight a lot and uh and i was like i just gotta fight but it never went away so it had to be from puking so much yeah man to be young again i know 16 making those choices it's a wonder we're alive. <laughs> well, um, it is a couple days shy of July. It is hot as hell outside. It has rained almost every day for the last three weeks. For you. For me, up by where I live, which My is not far. Is browning. Which is not far from our hunting property. Oh. And I have not touched a trail camera or a tree stand. Nope. Um, I've got to get out there this week. I've got to get... I've got to get corn out. I've got to get mineral out. I got to get cameras out. Um, 
I don't know when I'm going to do it, but it's got to happen because the season's going to be here real quick. Do you have an extra stand sitting around? No. I need to buy I one. I don't. Which sucks. I hate buying them right now because they're... It's the worst time to try and buy them. But you can find some deals um, like around 4th of July, 4th of July sales. Um, check out Sportsman's Warehouse and, check, and, and shop online. The past few... Actually, the past few uh, stands that I've bought, I've bought on sale on Amazon. So I'm going to make a note, and, and I'll put it in our story wherever I find them. I'll put it in there. I'm going to find them online, obviously. But I'll, I'll put it in the story and tell you where we find them and, and what price they are. Are you looking for a ladder stand or a hang-on? A hang-on for my new spot. Okay. Um, which I need you to update the map for. Oh, yeah. I need to send an email out for that. I think I just said that. I'm going to take my old stand down, I think, because it's pretty sketchy at this point. Yeah, I had a stand that was that sketchy, and I ended up just leaving it because the only way to get it off was to climb up it to undo. And I was just like, it's 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 safer just to leave it here. <laughs> I mean, I it's I think it's I don't know. All last year I sat in it crooked, so it's uh, I don't know. I think I can probably climb up there, but yeah, I don't know. That stand's been there like four years, and it's already just destroyed. Yeah, you know, it's funny. When you read the care instructions, they tell you to take it down every year and store sure. it. And that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, this year, I have some straps to replace on a few just because they've been they've been out there for a while, getting beat up by the sun. Last thing I want is one of those things to dry rot in my two hundred plus pound ass fall out twenty foot out of a tree. Yeah, that would suck. I, that's one thing I've always tried to do is put um, multiple straps on there just in case. But that way you can also take one off and replace. But uh, that bow stand, I'm going to leave it there. However, it's uh, it's oh that bow oh your <laughs> bow stand that is a work of art. I would like it if you went with me um, when I go to replace the straps on that, <laughs> so I can film your death. Yeah, it's really really high up. It's at the like when you buy those three or four piece ladders, whatever they are. Yeah, it is at the top of one of those. And for those that don't know, and it is. Um, uh, it's a climber that I ratchet strapped to a tree. So it's, it's so funny to look at. It's yeah. It looks ridiculous. It looks insane because it's, it's a climber. I mean, it's like the bottom and and the top part that you sit on and it is ratchet strapped to a tree. And then there is a, well, and then for those that are familiar with any sort of climb, it's a Oh, yeah. Generic field and stream brand. Yeah. So the thing weighs like 100 pounds. 25, 30 pounds. You it's know? 100 pounds probably for both pieces, I bet. <laughs> I don't no, know. No, it's probably not. It's probably 60. I don't know. It's, it's heavier than hell. Um, I know it's not fun packing in, into the National Forest because I hunted with it one, with one one year, and that was not fun. But, you know, you do what you got to do. Yeah. That's the reason it's ratchet strapped to a tree because I don't want to carry it around. I ended up buying a nice bow climber. And for those that aren't worried about falling out of a tree stand, Bow climbers are dope because they don't have the front piece. Um, so they're a little sketchy climbing up with. But if you think about it, the back piece that like the shooting rail that's yeah. on a normal climber, if uh, if you don't lean on it or use it in any way, which I don't, I use my upper, my forearms or whatever to pick myself up. Yeah. But um, it's pretty nice because you can basically stand on this platform uh, uninhibited by. Yeah you know, a shooting rail or anything else that's in the way. It's great for bow hunting. Yeah, I need, uh, one thing I'm doing this year, I think, is I'm going to uh, buy 
buy Gavin his first rifle, his first deer rifle. Um, what are you going to go with? I don't know. That's actually why I brought it up. I was going to solicit your opinion and those of our listeners uh, to shoot us a message and let me know what you would recommend. I want something that's not... So here's the deal. I have been considering dropping down from a 30 out six. You should. That's too much. Well, it, it is. It's maybe not in the Midwest where you're making longer shots at bigger deer and also using it for elk and other things. But around here, it's just too much. Um, I would also, I'd like something that shoots a smaller caliber um, that I could get a composite stock that doesn't weigh as much and, and there's going to be less recoil. Yeah. It's just something that's more comfortable to shoot at the end of the day, right? I'm, I'm at that point in my life where it's like, I don't, I, I don't have to shoot something that it doesn't have a bunch of recoil. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, and especially like when we go out to the range and we shoot for fun. Yeah. You know, you don't just go out and shoot your 30 at six for fun. No. But I, if I had, if I had a rifle that was ch- chambered in uh cause you know, you can get, you can get a rifle chambered in two, two, three and they make deer loads. Yeah. That's about as small as you can go. I think legally maybe made the, uh, I don't know. I think you can can you use LR in South Carolina. I don't think I don't know if you can. I don't. I have to look it up. Yeah, I don't know if you can. Well, I mean, like three hundred eight is to me, it's powerful, but still not destroying your arm. Yeah, but I mean, you remember I sh- I shot a uh, twelve or a twenty gauge Sabo for a long time, mm-hmm. which is great because it doesn't kick very hard. But it's a single shot. I mean, if you screw up, it's, it's yeah. But it, you know, in reality, if you miss anyway, they're gone. So I tried to find one because I wanted to buy one. You can't find them. No, they're, they're that's recent. So mine, the uh, hammer or the firing pin broke, and I can't find anybody to replace it because the company it's H and R. They so I think um, Savage bought them. I think because mm-hmm. Savage still makes a twenty gauge Sabo rifle barrel shotgun. I bet if you I bet if you send them a message, they they could. I thought figure about it out. It. Try to figure because I'd love to fix it. It's a great. Great gun. It's super heavy. Yeah. That's but, what I dislike about my 30 out six. It's a wooden stock. It's yeah. it's a beautiful gun, but it weighs a ton to carry. You know, it's already hot enough <laughs> in half of the deer season in South Carolina. I just don't want to carry it around. Do you think, I know that we can't, our range days are limited. Yeah. But um, I was thinking we have the, our shooters come up maybe on that Thursday. And oh, yeah. Friday we go to the hunt club. And have a range day with us, so we can touch their fancy sniper rifles. And uh, yeah, what um, what day would they be coming up? This that would be in October. Yeah, I believe that it's a Friday, Saturday. Yeah, no, we, it's a three day Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but it's only open to the public on Friday. But we obviously you and I would be able to go Saturday. And so they would what, the Thursday then. Yeah, yeah, we but we just have to work at Thursday's middle of the week. Probably not going to be anybody out there. If we went out there midday, it probably wouldn't be a problem. Uh, there's, but there's also, there's some public ranges that I think are even longer. We just have to figure out where they're at in the national forest. Yeah. I don't know how much I want. I just really want to get, uh, stupid pictures, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And by stupid pictures, I mean pictures of me holding. Badass guns. Yeah, badass rifles. Weapon systems. Weapon systems. Sorry, sirs. They both just shit themselves when you said that. And then when I called them sirs. <laughs> yeah, they really got upset then. <laughs> uh it's we want to do exciting. a podcast with them, but one of them, I don't know how the other guy sounds, but the other guy, one of them sounds like, uh, like a little squirrely mouse. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's what he said. I think he sounds, uh, I mean, 
unexpected. I mean, everybody thinks that like Green Berets sound like Jocko Willink, but it's not. It's not. You know, I've never worked with a Green Beret that sounded like that. Let me tell you something. Jocko Willink is a an alien. He's also a Navy SEAL. Yeah, which but, everybody knows SEALs are better than. But him. I've met oh, <laughs> oh shit. Um, I've met I've met plenty of Navy SEALs. I've met plenty of just. I was not in the military, as has been said before, but I grew up in an in an interesting environment. Where you grew up in the JSOC world, you can say it. And my, and so I, I grew up around people from all all different branches and all different kinds of these organizations and teams and and units, whatever you want to call it. And to be quite honest, what you see on TV that is that is not as far from they. People in that in that community are the most unsuspecting. Now you got your big dudes that'll that'll take up a whole door frame when they walk in, and they have their place in that. But you have to understand that those communities are meant to be scalpels, not hammers. Um, and and the the people that make up those organizations are just a crazy mix of all shapes and sizes. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like I was trying to find a video real quick. It's like uh, like Josh, Navy SEAL. Like mm-hmm. If you listen to him talk, I mean, he is very bro, very bro, surfer. Yeah. You know, you would never guess. He's got, like, kind of longish hair. Right. Um, Cool-ass dude. And then, you know, Lariat is kind of the same way. Just kind, He's just kind of a country dude. Country dude likes to work out and hunt. Yeah. You know. Likes to shoot his bow and <laughs> shoot his rifles. You know, he's secondary. Jax is primary. Oh, so he's second best? Yeah, I guess so. Which I always <laughs> thought he was first best because his MOS and whatnot. But Well, it's my understanding that oftentimes the better, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm yeah, not in that community. I'm not in that community. He may be like, no, dumbass. Secondary means that I got his back. Well, then here's the deal. They can tell us all the fuck about it on the podcast. Yep. Because I don't know a fucking clue, except for what I learned on that movie Shooter with Mark Wahlberg. Is that the one where they spin the bullet? No, that's um, uh, that's Wanted, uh. I think. No, Shooter is with Mark Wahlberg where he's a, he's a sniper and he gets set up by the government and they try to, fr- they try to frame him for assassinating somebody to, so they can kill him or bury him. Is that the one where the firing pin wasn't in the rifle? Yeah. All right. Spoiler alert. He lives up in the mountains and yeah, then he yeah. comes back. And then, yeah. All right. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. I, like I don't that think I remember that being Marky Mark and the funny bunch though. Yeah, it was Mark Wahlberg. Huh. Interesting. Yep. So it's a, that's a good one, but um, that's, that's all I know about snappers. Yeah. I don't know either. Yeah. We'll definitely have them on there while we're at the uh, event. Cause we'll have many a nights. Yeah. We'll definitely try to knock out a few, a few podcasts while we're there. Cause they're, there's nothing, they don't have any events at nighttime, do they? No, I don't think so. I think it's all kind of wrapped up. And then they have the dinner that we're right. sponsoring the dinner. Right. Um, I'm really excited to see this place. So I looked up, Ortiz told us about the rooms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you look them up? No, I didn't. Did you? Yeah. Did you reserve them? No. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is it like camping? No, it, they're... um, Like, it's, like hostels? Like, like uh, dorm, dorm rooms? Dorm rooms. Okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Like low beds, uh, single mattress, twin yeah, deal yeah. with a nightstand. That's what I imagined. Yeah, perfect for those guys, you know. But yeah. I think that we might find a hotel <laughs> outside of it. My we days should... of sleeping like that are over, bro. I don't, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, I do. 
unfortunately. Well, I know you do because it's part of your gig. But you know what's funny is I used to have – there was a guy that we went to car shows with. He was a Marine, and we used to always camp at these car shows. Have yeah. I told this story before? I think you have. Okay. Well, I'll tell it again. But but yeah. it's but it's valid, right? Yeah. Like, Just you, not doing it You anymore. do it enough, and then it's not that you do it enough. It's it's like when you're forced to do it for yeah. so long. It's like, I'm why, why? Why would I do that? Well, now I don't need to. Right, right. Like yeah, camping yeah. is fun for you still, but for me, you know, I'm all about being outside. Don't get me wrong. But when it comes time <laughs> to sleep, nah, trying to be comfortable. Yeah, just I just don't want to sweat all night. Yeah, because I can't sleep if I'm sweating. Look, I'm not gonna lie. Like I love camping, but like uh, I'm going camping next week for the second half of um, my son's summer camp, and I'm gonna go out with the troop, and it's it's here in South Carolina. And in Wadmala. at Wadmala, yeah, you know, and that's two nights I get to sleep. It's Ugh, bring that battery powered fan, dude. I, yeah, the, fa- the fan's definitely coming. I think um, I'd be okay if I could do like no, like a mosquito net. Oh, I, no, you can keep that fan if you're doing the night market. I have another fan, I have a small, like, I'm not fan. gonna do the night market if you're not okay. All right, we can do I mean, it Saturday. I, I'll be done, I'll be good know. to go Saturday. That's I think that's July 4th weekend, right. It is, yes. So I think we do Saturday. Yeah, and let's not do Friday. that. Yeah, that's, that's probably a good plan. Uh, but yeah, definitely the fan for sure comes. And I generally, my plan is actually to sleep in a hammock, and I have a bug net. So it's The it's one you slept at when we climbed. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's the name of it? Table Rock. Table Rock, yeah. Yep. I'm actually looking to upgrade to a different one, but that's probably something for another another podcast. But uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, we got an email today about the uh, night market, and they were. I sent it. I screenshot and sent it to you, and it, she was all excited that the, that the governor was coming. That was this weekend. No, it's. I think it's next Thursday or something. Uh, okay. And she was like, "You should want to be there." And I thought, like, I don't care, but it'd be cool if we went because he probably wouldn't remember us, but Pamela would be there, and she would definitely remember us. We've met her like ten times now. That's right. So the governor would show up, and then the lieutenant governor, she'd be like, oh, wow, I know you guys. But she said Thursday. Yeah, I think they're going to do a special Thursday market. Oh. Yeah. I'd be down for that. That's cool. Yeah, I don't mind going. We'll see. Okay. Because we do Thursday and Saturday, and then if it's next week. Because it was June, the date. Oh. I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. Well... Yeah, we got way off topic there. What yeah. would you recommend for Gavin for a rifle? Something that he could use for the next five or six years, and it's it's going to kind of grow with him caliber wise. Um, this is such a fun topic. The the opinions are all over the place. What what are the opinions you've gotten so far? Well, just just in general, when you talk about any kind of caliber for yeah. anything. Yeah, probably three hundred win mag. Yeah. Okay. If you could talk him into a thirty thirty, that'd be pretty cool. Honestly, like the lever, the bolt, the lever action thirty thirty get get you an old Marlin, and then he could learn how to take it apart and resand the wood and refinish all the things. And the sights are always broken on him, so he could learn how to shoot with the sight as opposed to a rifle as a scope. And then once he was good with the sights, then get him a scope. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they don't kick that hard, but they're definitely enough to put it down. And it's kind of like a cool family heirloom thing. Everybody I know that I show my thirty thirty two, they're like, "Oh, my grandpa, my uncle, my dad, whatever had one." Yeah. And um, I think they're pretty cool. But other than that, I'd probably do two two three five five six something like that because it's easy to get. I'm all about not getting more caliber. Like I don't want anything new anymore. I used to want everything, but now I don't. 
I want a yeah. thousand rounds of five five six. I want a lot of things that shoot five five six. I want a three oh eight. I want a bunch of rounds of three oh eight. And then I'm you know, you know I'm a nineteen eleven guy, so I got forty fives. Yeah. But I don't really want to add a new caliber to the house that I got to go find. I'd have to go buy. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to buy a bunch of ammo for it. Yeah. No, I I completely agree. Um, like, what do you have the most ammo of right now? Are you a five five six? <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Because um, you can get a two two three wild barrel. Because I know they make two two three wild bolt actions, mm-hmm. um, which are chambered for two two three, but you can shoot, shoot five five six there as well. I thought it was the other way around. I mean, I thought if you got it chambered in five five six, you could shoot two two three, but not the other way around. Right. So the two two three wild is made for two two three, but you can also shoot. 5. Oh, 5. okay. 6. Okay. Cool. Whereas, like, if you shoot two two three through a five five six, it's not as it like yeah. bounces around or something. Gotcha. But you can't shoot five five six through a two two three. Gotcha. Because because you can. I have on hand. I have two, two, three rounds that are specific. They're they're deer rounds. Like they yeah. have a, they have a you know, a whatever tip on it, and the I don't even know what grain they are, but they're they're engineered specifically for deer hunting, and that's that's the thing about ammunition that's different than what our grandparents grew up with is the engineering on ammo. Yeah, is to a point now where. You can be as deadly with a two two three round that's engineered properly as you can with a thirty out sick. Well, the other thing too is you used to had to make bullets that fit your gun, and now you can buy match bullets, right, from film streams. Yeah, like for instance, the Sniper Boys. They're they. I asked them what ammo they want, and they're both get. They both want a match. Um, I don't remember what grain now, but like I sent it to Gun Monkey. Yeah, yeah. It was like you know they want the match grade or whatever. And, uh, but yeah, two, uh, I was going to look it up for you. Two, three wild, like a chrome molly, one, eight twist, something like that. Um, bolt action. That's what I'd buy for my son. <laughs> that didn't make it. That's fucked up. That's so fucked up. Well, actually, I've never had a kid, so it, it, I don't know that it is. Well, I mean, you know, there's some people out there that have that reality. It's very insensitive, Matt. I'm sorry, everybody. It's my bad. So nothing's really immediately coming up, but I don't mind doing the research on it. I'll look into it. I'd definitely get a bolt action. I mean... Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't want... I, he's not getting a semi-automatic yeah, lamb gear waste. rifle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. And he needs and he would, he would needs to get behind it and, and show some proficiency before I let him sit with it in a stand. But you know, he's sh- at that age where a year from now, he's going to be legally able to go sit in a deer stand by himself. Yeah, he can drive from your house and go straight there, right? Yeah. Um have you has he shot one of your ARs before? Yes. He yeah, so so he shot uh my father in law's AR. Um we went out one day and he shot uh I forget which Glock it was. It's like a single stack. It's a little small. Yeah. Um, he shot that and he shot my XDS nine millimeter, shot a forty um, and he shot the AR. He went through like four magazines of the AR. Loved it. So that, that's when it was at that point that I realized, all right, he, I'm, it's t- it's time for him to, if he can shoot an AR, and go through four magazines and have a good time, then he can shoot if he wanted to a, a heavier caliber um, enough to show to practice and get proficient with it, and then you know shoot a deer with it. So right, yeah. I remember when he was younger and didn't like shooting stuff. So well, that, it, that was my fault, and and it's my fault because I took him turkey hunting, and I wanted to let him get the feel of the shotgun, um, 
and I was just, I, he was like 10, nine or 10. And I let him shoot the 12 gauge with Turkey load. And it, it kicked him hard as shit. Dude, that kicks me hard as shit. <laughs> yeah. So it was my fault for being just not thinking that whole thing through. I was, I was more amped up and excited to, just to have him out there and for him to experience that. And I kind of ruined it for a few years. Well, we all have the stories. Yeah. I, I shot a seven mil as a kid and it was a terrible experience. Yeah. So, so you know, live and learn. He's come around. He, uh, he likes it. He's, he's had some bad, some bad experience. Um, not bad experience, just tough luck. Uh, archery hunting with a, with a, a crossbow trying to get his first deer. Yeah. Um, got super, super close last year. Um, shot right over the deer, uh, just enough to actually see the hair come off. Um, but shot over, um, and so then, you know, after, after that, and after shooting the AR, I was like, all right, you can, you know, until you decide you want to shoot with a bow of some kind and you want to work on, on that, then let's, let's back off from the archery equipment and you can pick up, pick up a rifle. And, um, yeah, so we'll do that this year. Hopefully he'll, uh, have better luck. I'd like to get him behind his first or get him on his first deer this year. So, yeah, that'd be cool. Well, I'll be super excited for him to do that. Yeah, same. You have to call me so I can, if I can make it, come out there and help skin and and uh, talk about it. Yeah, we'll try to make a thing out of it. He, you know, with the weather, I don't like bringing the kids out when it's really hot. Yeah. So we usually don't get out until November, December, anyways. Um, if we do, I'll I'll make sure let you know and uh, you know, try to make a thing out of it. So it'll be good. Word. Well, we're coming up on. We got to be in the night market in thirty minutes. So. Yep. So it's time to pack it up. Pack it up. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining, and we will talk to you next week, and we'll have an update on all the things. On Yep, and the stuff. And the stuff. And I challenge you all to go find yourself a private pilot like we did. <laughs> Good luck, <laughs> fuckers. Yeah. Got them. Adios. Later. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. From the Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest, me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.